Amen. Look at your neighbor and ask them, what is the quality of the seed you're holding? Oh, tell, ask them like you mean it. What's the quality of the seed you're holding? Genesis chapter 4, verse 3 to 7, the Bible says that in the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. And Abel also brought an offering, fat portions from some of his firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offerings. But on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. So Cain was very angry and his face was downcast. Then the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? And, but if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door and it desires to have you, but you must rule over it. Amen. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 to 10, the Bible says, Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to, his, sows to please their flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit, from the spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will be, we reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially those who belong to the family of believers. Here ends the reading of his holy word. Now, Bible says that Cain and his brother Abel went to present their fruits or their seed to God. Amen. It was harvest time and they went to God and they presented fruits of their labor to the Lord. They came to give an offering. And the Bible says that God had, God was pleased with one of them's um, offering and not the other. Be not deceived. God is no more. Whatever a man sows, that shall he reap. So Cain came and sowed some seeds. The seeds that Cain sowed, to him it was all right. But God did not, God could not be deceived by the seeds that Cain sowed. So God was not pleased with the seed. And Abel also came and sowed. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. What a man sows, that shall he reap. So God was happy with Abel's seed. And God looked favorably and blessed him. And the Bible says that Cain became jealous. He became angry. His countenance fell. He was looking angrily at his brother as if the brother was the cause of his calamity. A lot of times when we, we, we don't do what is right and we are paying the repercussions of our actions, we tend to want to blame somebody else. 
How many know what I'm talking about? You, it's easier to point the finger on somebody else rather than pointing the finger on yourself. But if you are very, very honest with yourself, you know that you are reaping what you sowed. Hallelujah. I said to you the last time that life is a series of sowing and reaping. Where you are sitting today is as a result of what you have sown. The school you are attending, the course you are doing, and everything, that's a result of the hard work or the lack thereof some, some time ago. Some, some of us, we didn't really pay particular attention in school. So it's like any course that came, we did it. And that is where we are today. Some two spent and they sold, spent time learning, and it's, it's paying the dividends in their lives today. Some don't work hard. And life is hard because you are reaping what you are sold. I, am I making sense? So you are, you, life is a series of sowing and a series of reaping. The way you are behaving now, you reap the harvest in a few years to come. Hallelujah. If you don't like your lifestyle, don't blame the mother in the, in the village or the great-grandmother in the village somewhere. Blame yourself. If you put the honors on somebody else, then you give the power to them. Cain was trying to give the power to Abel as if Abel was the cause of his problem. But Abel was not the cause of his problem. He was the cause of his own problem. So God said to him that if you do well, would you not be received? What is the quality of the seeds you have? So ask your, your neighbor, what's in your hands? What are you sowing? We said God knows the seed. God is not mocked. God cannot be tricked. Whatever you sow, he will give you the harvest of it. And we said that the harvest incidentally is more than the seed you are sowing. So if you sow a little bit of lies, a little bit of this bad and that bad and that bad, it shows. Even your own body. If you put rubbish in your body, your body will betray you. Uh, or if you abuse your body, your body will let you know that you are abusing it. It's only a matter of time. Your body will tell you that I can't take this. Have you not seen some nice, beautiful people when they get into drugs after a little while with all the makeup and everything, see their face is falling. They lose their teeth. They look older than they are. Everything. Because once you abuse your body, your body will tell you that this is the harvest that you put inside of me. Ah, the place has gone quiet and I haven't even started. I know my church, when the message is driving close to home, they go quiet. When it's far away, then they are excited. So it looks like today I'm home. Am I knocking on your door? Don't blame the government. Don't blame your mother. Don't blame your father. You are old enough to take responsibility for your actions. Ah, I don't know what I'm saying. What I'm saying is getting. No, no, no. You have to take responsibilities. 
See, the, the church today, we like talking about the harvest. We like preaching about how God will bless you, how things will be okay, how Satan will be, will be slapped for you. No, 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 no. If you are dining with Satan, God will not come and slap Satan for you. If you are dining with him, you better have a long spoon. Uh, yeah. Because you are going to reap the consequences. You see, prayer will not change your harvest. A lot of us, we reap, we sow bad, but want to reap good. Prayer cannot change your harvest. Remember the, the principles I gave you? I don't want to, let's rehearse it, maybe that will help us. What was the first principle? Let's read it quickly. God knows what you sow. That's the first principle. You cannot tell God you have sown good seed. Because Cain was trying to tell God that I sowed good seed. And God said, no, no, what you sowed is what you have received. The second principle, what you sow is what you get. The third principle, if you sow, you will reap a harvest. If you sow, if you don't sow, you, you see a lot of us, we want God to bless us financially, but we never sow financially. What, what seed have you sown? Oh, at least I came to church. God knows my heart. God knows your heart doesn't provide harvest. If God suddenly gave you money without you sowing a seed, he makes his word a lie. Oh, you don't get what I'm saying. God will not go above his word. He says that if you sow sparingly, you reap sparingly. The liberal soul shall be made fat. You reap bountifully when you sow bountifully. The measure with which you mate with all is the same measure that will be given back to you. It's a principle. And then the next principle that sowing is difficult. A lot of times the reason why we don't really want to sow is because sowing is difficult. The reason why we don't want to sow good seed is because sowing is difficult. The reason why you don't pray is because praying is difficult. But praying is a good seed. The reason why the word of God is not inside of you is because reading is difficult. The, the psalmist says, how will a young man make his ways pleasing to the Lord? Except he puts the word of God inside of him. The reason why your ways are not pleasing to God is because the word of God is not inside of you. David said that thy word have I hidden in my heart that I may not sin against you. If the word is not inside of you, sin will be very close to you. Principles are principles. Principles don't respect a human being. You cannot change the principle. Yeah, last week I was saying that if I jump from, a, from height, no matter how much tongues I pray, I'm coming right down. Because there's a principle in motion. Not unless God decides to suspend that principle, I will have to come down. And God doesn't normally suspend principles for the sake of it. Hallelujah. Am I making sense? So I want you to understand that whatever you are doing, you have a big part to play in your harvest. Hallelujah. So today I want us to talk about the quality of our harvest. The quality of our harvest. 
There are many factors that determine clearly and indicates your harvest. The first one is the quality of the seed you put in the ground. The first one is what? The quality of the seed you put in the ground. Most of us don't pay attention to the seeds we are sowing. I want you to know that in every day of your life, you are sowing a seed. As you deal with your friends, you are sowing seeds. As you deal with your spouse, you are sowing seeds. As you deal with your, your, your boss, you are sowing seeds. If you are not faithful with that which is another man's, who will give you your own? If you are faithful in little, then you will be given much to control. So, you know that your boss is not there. You are working from home. And instead of working nine hours, you work only one hour. And you say it's nine hours. Um, I told you the room has gone quiet. How many work from home? Give me a wave. You are the one I'm talking about. You, 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 you. You put the computer on and you are very far away from the computer. Every so, so often as you are passing by the kitchen, you move the mouse. So they let them know, shake the mouse so that they know that you are still here. Sometimes they will be fast asleep. They are in a meeting. Then they are, the meeting is talking. Then they are there. Okay, so that when they, 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 they put the unmuted. Yes, yes, I'm <laughs> no, They are fast asleep. How many know, not you, but you know somebody who does that? Am I talking to myself? Tomorrow, God is going to give you your own business. And you have to employ some staff. And the staff will clock in and go and do their own business. That is when you will know that you are reaping what you have. Don't, don't be complaining when those things start happening to you. Because that is what you sowed. What is the quality of the seeds you are sowing? You are backbiting somebody. Backbiting somebody. They are destroying their relationship. You are a side chick to, to a, a, a big man with a big wife. And you are praying that one day you'll be married and your husband will love you alone. When it gets to your turn, you run to church and you are praying, Lord, Lord, Lord. Ha. You pray till your tongue goes blue. Your husband will have 10 chicks, side chicks. Because the harvest is always more than the seed you sow. You sowed only one. Pastor, Kieran says that you marry King Solomon. I didn't say it. Hallelujah. Let's be careful the seeds we have in our hands, the quality of it. 
You see, farmers always spend more money to get quality seeds because they know that it's the quality of the seed that will, will show up in the harvest. You don't want to have a failed harvest because you didn't sow the right seeds. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Some of us, our financial seed we sow in the house of the Lord is the reason why we are not repaying the financial harvest. I told you the other day, if all you, you earn, all you spend is what you are earning, you are not blessed. Because actually work is a curse. If you read Genesis 3, you see that the only time God introduced work to a man was by a curse. Out of the sweat of your brow shall you eat. It was not a blessing. Are you with me? Which means that you are supposed to enjoy more than you are working for. Oh, you are not getting what I'm saying. No, no. You, it's not just if you are paid 30,000, you are paid 40,000, 50,000. That shouldn't be the total income you have. God should give you different avenues of, of, of financial blessing coming from everywhere because you are a giver. I told you two types of land, the desert and the stream. They are both lands. They both receive the same amount of water. But one is a stream, one is a desert. And it is not in the weather is not in the uh, geographical location. It's in the type of person, the seed, the soil. The soil is liberal, so it's always having. The soil is stingy, or they withhold, and because they don't want to give, and it becomes poverty. You are swallowing everything that comes. You are selfish. Selfish people don't have quality life. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. Selfish people don't have quality life. Because life cannot revolve around you. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. The worst person you can be married to is a selfish person. Be determined that you sow quality seeds. Be determined. And it's not hard. It's, it's just a determination. You know, Cain decided that I will sow anyhow. Abel was like, the Bible said, he chose the firstlings. He chose the first and the best. He went to the fattest, the first, and then he gave. It was a mindset. It's not out of the pocket. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's, it's the mindset. If you decide that anything, I will not give God anything that does not cost me. I will only give God what will cost me. I will not take anything in the house of God for free. I will give. God will make sure that you have. Hallelujah. One of the greatest givers in the Bible, David, was one of the wealthiest. Why? Because he was a giver. Even when he was dying, he had prepared money for the house of God. Amen. Abraham was a giver. That is why he was so blessed. It's not rocket science. The ones who didn't give, they were not blessed. Solomon, he gave 
He was an extravagant giver. He gave so much that the priest could not preach because the glory of God that fell in the room was so heavy. But you come to the church today, only 4 to 8% of the church members pay tithe. Meanwhile, we are all praying that, oh Lord, bless us. Oh Lord, bless us. Oh, can you imagine if they are, this session has 100 people, only Eight out of the hundred pay tithe. And 15 out of the hundred give offering. This session has hundred people. Only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Out of the lot pay tithe. And only 15 give offering. Is it any wonder that your harvest fails? One day, we did a social experiment in the church. And I called all the guys in the church who had cars. I said, from today, whether you like it or not, your car will be washed in the church. You won't take your car to car wash. And it will be washed by those who who are homeless, who don't have work in the church. And then when they wash, if you go to the washing, it's uh, it's 20 rands. If we wash here, I want you to pay them 100 rands. And they all agreed. All the drivers in the church. Our church more than doubled because of that. Because the homeless people were fighting to come to church. Out of that, about four or five of them were able to come out of homelessness, got jobs. They became security because they were able to uh, gather money to pay for the security costs, went for security, got a job. One of them has got a house, built a house out of that. But it was something that was generated by force because we will not do it by ourselves. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. Can you imagine the blessing that will come if we all become generous and decide to that we will make our seed be quality? Because to pay 100 pounds, some of the uh, drivers were not happy. Sometimes when they feel they don't have 100 rounds, they won't come to church. Because coming to church will cost them, apart from their tithe and their offering, it will cost them 100 rounds, including myself. Some of them report, oh, I left something in my car. They stole it. I said, it doesn't matter. Tomorrow you are washing your car next week again. Hallelujah. Somebody said, they stole my tom-tom. They stole this. It doesn't matter. Make them wash it. Am I talking to somebody? Yeah. The reason why God is not blessing us is because we are not generous. It's not just in church. When somebody is struggling, you know they are struggling, do you go out of your way to bless them? You have seen this sister. Oh, every day she has one shoe. Meanwhile, you have about 20 pairs that you never wear. One particular shoe you haven't worn for the last three years. Why don't you box it, put it in a a bag and bring it to the sister and be a blessing to the sister? 
It's a seed. I say it's a seed. Or why don't you go and buy, take them that today I want to sponsor you. Can we go shopping? Take them, say, pick three or four pairs of shoes. It's on me. Not because you like them, you want to marry them. No. I heard it in the air. I just, I just heard it around. There are no terms here. <laughs> the second one is the quantity of your seed. The quantity of your seed. It's not just the quality of your seed, but the quantity of your seed is also very important. As I was talking about giving, you only think about church. But what about elsewhere? The quantity of your seed is very important. Because if you sow sparingly, Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24 to 25. There's one who scatters and yet increases more. And there's one who withholds more than is right, but it leads to poverty. Verse 25, the generous soul will be made rich, and he who waters will himself be what? Watered also. Hallelujah. I know you have need. I know you have bills. Everyone in this room has need. Everyone in this room has bills. But in spite of your need and bills, give somebody a blessing. Be a blessing to somebody. Oh, the room has gone quiet and I'm not happy about it. You see, our economy works in the opposite way. Our economy works in this way that the more you give, the more you receive. The more you be a blessing to people, the more God blesses you. The economy of the world is safe and you'll be rich. Keep, hoard, hide. You have too many clothes and you're still buying many clothes. Your wardrobe is, 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 is screaming. That I, I, I don't have, there's no room in the inn. There's no room in the inn. There's no room where you're pushing it, that more room, you're pushing the clothes there. Meanwhile, your friend has nothing. And then you criticize them that they're always dressing shabbily. Second Corinthians 9, 6. What is this brown shoe, blue belt, and cream? That's what he has. Oh, that is what he has. Oh. Rather than criticizing, be a blessing. But this is what I say. He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. He who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart. Not gradually or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you will ha always having all sufficiency in all things, may have in abundance for every good work. The Bible is saying that if you become liberal, God will make sure that you have more to give to everybody. Grace will abound to that because when the water 
comes to the land and the land gives it, passes it, drinks a little, passes it, drinks a little. God will make sure that that particular land never runs out of water so that the water can give the fishes and the trees around more water. Amen. Am I talking to somebody? The next one is the situation of the... So, quality seed, number one. Number two is what? Quantity seed. And then the texture of the soil. The situation of your heart. You cannot have a bad soil and sow good quality seeds and expect a good harvest. What is the purpose? What is the vision? What is the motive of your giving? It's all about motive. If the motive is wrong, you are not going to... If you give gradually, you cannot be blessed. If your heart is full of hatred and you are trying to bless somebody, it doesn't work. If your heart is full of unforgiveness and you are trying to bless somebody, it will not work. It's like putting very good quality seeds, large quantity of it, in the Sahara Desert and expecting a bountiful harvest because I preached that sowing will bring a harvest. No. It doesn't work like that. Check your heart. Check your soil. Check the motive. Listen, forgiveness is good that you do for yourself. Forgiveness is a gift you give to yourself. I don't care what anybody did to you. Forgiveness is for you, not for them. Because Jesus said that if you don't forgive your brother, how will your heavenly father forgive you? In the Lord's prayer, he said, forgive us as we forgive those who trespass against us. So our forgiveness is predicated to the forgiveness of others from our side. Am I I talking to somebody? If we don't forgive, forget about God forgiving you. And if God doesn't forgive you, your seeds that you are sowing don't mean anything. God, he will make sure that the seed doesn't work. Hallelujah. So the quality of your, your soil is very important. George. Pearl. Especially George. The Bible says that be nice to her. So that your prayers are not hindered. How can your being nice to her and forgiving her hinder your prayers or make your prayer go to God quickly? Because it's a soil. Your heart is a soil. And the one who can annoy you the most is the person sitting next to you. You don't like the message. 
as they are sitting nice and they are holding you like this. You know the anger that makes you don't you are not able to sleep. You are trying to sleep but your, your chest is puffing. One is facing here, but the other is facing there. And Satan is lying in the middle. Satan has actually collected more of the space on the bed. Because you don't want your skin to touch his skin or her skin. Because you are angry. My best advice for couples, make sure you buy a small bed. Never buy a big, your queen's bed, king's bed. Don't buy those things. They are not for couples. They are not for married people. Buy one and a half. It doesn't matter the anger. The ha- you have to, your skin will have to touch. Not unless you want to sleep on the edge of the bed. I buy a big one that the person will have to roll like four times before they touch you. They won't touch you for a very long time. Hey, today I'm talking. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> Hallelujah. So examine the texture of the soil. How can you examine the texture of the soil? Examine it in the light of the word. The word of God is our test. You can always lie to yourself and say, oh, I forgive you, I forgive him. But examine it in the light of the word to see whether you truly have forgiven. Amen. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. What a man sows, that shall he reap. The next scripture is that if you sow to the flesh, you will of the flesh reap what? Corruption. So the next one is sowing. Number four, sowing to the flesh. The effort of the sower, even after planting good seeds and good soil, you need to follow up what you have planted with good. That's part of the soil. Next one is fleshy seed. Avoid sowing flesh, flesh type of seed. Every believer must understand that your flesh works contrary to the spirit. If you sow last, you reap death. Last itself is not a sin. When we say last, last is loving, desiring what you see. That is last. So you see nice shoe, you last after it. Nice bag, you last after it. Nice guy, you last after him. Nice girl, you see what I've been dealing with. (laughs) All these years. You only, you only have five seconds to deal with. I live with it. You have to congratulate me. 
Hallelujah. You see, in 1 John 2, 15, this is the advice that John gave. Love not the world or the things that are in the world. For the things that are in the world, the, the lust of the flesh, the, the 16, for the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of, of life is not of the Father, but it's of this world. See, anything, when you allow your flesh, your, your flesh to rule so much, you become evil. Because any and everything the flesh loves is contrary to what God loves. The reason why you struggle to fast, you alone, when you say fasting, your, your body begins, because you are too fleshy. When we say we are praying, then you feel like scratching. How many know you, but you know somebody like that? Ain't that prayer? You, after two minutes, you, you go. That's when you remember that you have. Then your body tells you that I have to yawn. You, it's like you feel un, uneasy and uncomfortable. It means that the flesh is too much in charge. The way to reclaim that is to fast more. Fast more, pray more, read more. Mm. Even when your body doesn't want to do more spiritual things. It's like exercise. You know, have you tried exercising before? If you haven't done it for a very long time. Yeah. Say when you want to run, you want to go jogging, and you've never jogged for a long time. At the first hundred meters, you see that you start itching. Your body will start itching. You know, the legs will tell you that, no, you can't... <laughs> Yeah, that 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 uh, uh, lactive or whatever is that what makes you itch because you are not used to it. But the more you do it, the better it gets. Are you with me? Yeah, it's the same thing spiritually. The more you go against your flesh, the more spiritual you become. Your flesh doesn't want to go to church. Go to church. Your flesh doesn't want to read the Bible. Drag your flesh to read the Bible. Don't allow your flesh to lead in the sowing. So that all you sow is fleshy seed. Are you with me? Yeah, yeah, don't allow it. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. You see that? So I say, walk in the spirit and you will not gratify the desire of the flesh. Hallelujah. Walk in the spirit, which means that make sure that you don't allow yourself to sow. When you feel like gossiping, pray. <laughs> gossiping about him because of what you know about him is sowing the flesh. By using that same information as intercession to pray for him becomes a spiritual thing. So rather than talking to her, talk to God that this brother needs help. Hallelujah. Verse 17. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. 
they are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. Tell your neighbor you are not to do whatever you want. Tell them again that I'm talking to you. You are not to do anything you want to do. That's all I came to tell you. That don't do what you want to do because you want to do it. Because what you want to do is very, very fleshy and it will go contrary to you. The, 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 the uh, produce you want, the harvest you want. The flesh wants to sleep. The flesh wants to be lazy. The flesh wants to envy. The flesh wants to be angry. The flesh wants to have sex. The flesh wants to, it doesn't matter whether you are married or not, the flesh wants sex. The flesh wants food. The flesh wants. Verse 18. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Hallelujah. Verse 19. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, Fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissension, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. I didn't write the Bible. Don't look at me that way. Hallelujah. How many understand what I'm saying? You have to decide that you won't let your flesh be the one sowing the seed. Because everything the flesh wants to sow is not good. You have to allow your spirit. See, coming to sit here is not something your flesh wants. See, as you're sitting here, your mind is telling you that there's something more pressing. There's something more pressing. You want to go on your phone because there's something is pressing. Your, your, your body is telling you to do the opposite of what you need to do here. Body says, you have to do your, your, your shopping list. Your shopping list. The shopping list can't wait. It's only 40 minutes. And I'm almost 5, 10 minutes and I'm finished. Why do you have to do your shopping list now? Because your body doesn't want to hear what I'm saying. You feel like yawning. You don't sleep nowhere but in church. As soon as I start preaching, you want to sleep. Hey, wake up. Don't let me. As the preaching starts, praise the Lord. Then you go like that. Then you start. Sit up. Don't allow the flesh to have its way. Am I talking to somebody? Let the spirit, especially when you don't feel like going to church, that is when you have to go to church. Today, I didn't feel like being in church. I'll be honest. My body is not here. <laughs> so as soon as I walked in, I told, I told my, my, the people in my office, I told them, today I don't want to be here. 
And I said, up to now, I don't want to be here. But it's not what I want. The flesh is who doesn't want to be here. But the flesh is not in charge. There is something else in charge. The spirit is in charge. So whether the flesh wants to be here or not, we have to be here. But you, when your flesh doesn't want to, that is... Your flesh doesn't want to go to work on Monday, but because the pocket is dry, you have to go. <laughs> There's a stronger force than the flesh. <laughs> the pocket says, hey, stop that rough deck. Let's come on. <laughs> that is why you get up and go. Otherwise... <laughs> Cancel tax will let you know that you have to go to work. Ah. Hallelujah. What is the quality of the seed you are sowing? Are you sowing fleshy seeds or are you sowing spiritual seeds? Don't allow your flesh to take over. You see, Cain had a problem with his flesh. The flesh was too much in charge. That's why he was envious. He was at rage. He was angry. And the anger that didn't make sense. The person you are angry with, he didn't do you anything wrong. You sold, he sold. Why do you want to go and kill him? Because God looks favorably on his, on his, uh, his uh, seed and not yours. If you are sold good seed, would God also not look at yours favorably? Why are you jealous? Why are you angry? Why are you mad? Somebody should speak to this lady. <laughs> Hallelujah. I am praying, God, one of these days I will take a break and somebody will have to preach and I will bring a harvest. The same. It's my personal prayer. The harvest is always more than the seed. If you don't understand, don't worry about it. Forget about it. <laughs> Those who need to understand, they understand. Pastor Sam, God bless you. <laughs> you, too, you, know, you know you are one of them. <laughs> Amen. Eh? <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. All right. Let me give you one last one that we can go. Is that okay? So number one is what? Number two. Number three. Number four. Avoid sowing fleshy seeds. Now, number five, sow spiritual seeds. Sow spiritual seeds. On Wednesdays, we are talking about spiritual seeds like prayer, like building the house of God, like um, giving. So I'm not going to talk about those things here. But all those things are spiritual seeds. 
But for today, I'm going to talk about motive. Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2, are you there? Give me the scripture. Go to 3. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in loneliness of mind, let each esteem other better than himself. Part of our sowing is that make sure that whatever you're doing is not from the flesh. We're talking about spiritual seeds. So if you are sowing, don't sow. If you are giving to the house of God, don't give according to the flesh. Let it not be selfish ambition, selfishness. Sometimes we sow selfishly. Because if I don't bring them, offering they will say somebody will say so we just look around and put five pounds or two pounds in there and then you bring it because everybody's giving so I, I give but nobody knows but God knows hallelujah really the truth of the matter is that whether you sow or not what has to be done in the church will be done are you with me so it's not about that it's about you so don't let what you are doing be done wrongly. Amen. If all the prayer you pray is in the house of God, then your prayer is not really does not qualify. What's the motive behind what you are doing? Let nothing be done through selfishness or vain glory so that people look at you and so say, you are doing well. Jesus said that when you are praying, don't be like the Pharisee. When you are fasting, don't go with your face long and everybody will know that you are fasting. But they ask, what's wrong with you? I'm fasting. No, no, don't be like that. But when you want to fast and pray, go into your closet. Close the door. And the God that sees in secret, that God will reward you openly. Hallelujah. Let nothing be done. Next verse. Give me the next verse. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Hallelujah. Bear one another's burden. Don't be selfish. As you are sitting here, you think you have need. There are more people who are sitting here who have more need than you. That you can help. So bear one another's burden. You are a solution to somebody's prayer. Hallelujah. Somebody's praying. There was two people. This thing happened in a, a country in Africa. And uh, this man, this rich man, the wife had developed cancer. And the pastor called that everybody who needs prayer should come. And then this guy who was, if I mention, would you know the city? Okay, the guy rides a motorcycle commercially. All right? And he has gone to hire the keke from somebody. <laughs> I think you're giving it away. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many. 
There are so many countries that have motorcycles. He had rented a motorcycle to do to work and pay. And he hadn't he was ill, so he couldn't go to work. So the Sunday after church, the owner is coming for his money and there's no money. So he had also come to pray. So he was kneeling by the rich man and he was praying that Lord, I need I need hundred pounds. If you can bless me as we are going by the grace. You know, as a, after the grace, when I go out, this, this owner is coming. I need 100 pounds. I need 100 pounds. And this man was praying that, Lord, heal my wife. And as he was praying, some, he heard the, the other man praying about 100 pounds. He got angry. He just stopped and he just, the man was praying. He just hit him. My friend. What are you praying? 100 pounds. You are disturbing God. Here, take 200 pounds and go. <laughs> let me, let God give his attention to me. <laughs> what is this? You are disturbing God for 100 pounds. Well, I'm talking about cancer here. People have real problems you are disturbing God with. Uh, God's mind is divided on 100 pounds and, and cancer. My friend, get up and go. You are the solution to somebody's keke problem. Because all that he's doing on the altar is praying for 100 pounds. And he's praying, disturbing God. Meanwhile, you, God needs to be hearing your, the heavy prayers of healing cancer. But he's listening to keke problems. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bond servant and coming in the likeness of men and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death even the death of the cross. Therefore, somebody say, therefore. Therefore, therefore his, his harvest is obvious. Therefore, God has highly exalted and given him a name which is above every other name. At the mention of which, every knee bows, and in those in heaven, those on earth, and those under the heavens. Hallelujah. And every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Hallelujah. Because he decided to sow the seed, spiritual seed, his harvest is immense. I pray that all of us will begin to sow spiritual seeds. We will sow seeds that God will look up to and favorably stand to your feet.